It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Las acciones dicen más que las palabras. Abre el Pro Access Tailgate disponible de la nueva Ford F-150. Sí, una puerta oscilatoria de fácil acceso para convertir su cama en tu nuevo taller. Conecta tus herramientas al Pro Power Onboard disponible. Ya sea que necesites soldar o cortar madera, con la F-150 puedes. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Pro Access Tailgate disponible en la primavera de 2024. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are Locked On Sooners. Your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We're recording this episode on the 19th of September at 9 o'clock in the morning. And coming up today on Locked On Sooners, it is Wednesday, so that means we devote a lot of time to the defense especially since yesterday was defensive media availability. So we'll talk about what the defense is facing in this game against the Army Black Knights. And as you can imagine, a lot of the emphasis yesterday was on chop blocking. So we will hear from Neville Gallimore, nose guard for the University of Oklahoma, and Dylan Fa'amatu, who is also a... (laughs) who is also a nose guard for the University of Oklahoma. And uh, how to pronounce his name, how to pronounce Dylan Fahamatu's name has been a big topic of conversation around the media circles. So you'll get to hear from him. And I've got a new nickname for him. Not Dylan, I'm not going to lie to you, Fahamatu. And you will hear why when we get a chance to uh, listen to him in segment number one. In segment number two, it's going to be a little special. We're going to veer off course a little bit and not talk strictly X's and O's. But talk about playing Army. And it was posed by one of the media members a couple of weeks ago in the press box. Who could root against Army? Well, I have a list of people that actually root against the service academies. Believe it or not, there are fan bases out there that don't like some of the service academies. And as you can imagine, some of it is other service academies. Because trust me, Air Force doesn't like Navy and Army. Army doesn't like Navy and Air Force so forth and so on, but there are other college fan bases that don't root for either Army or Air Force or Navy, and actually it's mainly just Air Force, but that's a, it's another story altogether. I'm digressing here, and we will hear from Tim Kish, OU's linebackers coach, OU's inside linebackers coach, because he spent a little time at Army, so we uh, had a chance to talk with him yesterday. You can see that full video at the Locked On Sooners YouTube website. But we can also play you part of that. We're also going to play you a good chunk of that interview here on Locked On Sooners. So you get an idea of what he went through, what coaches and players go through on a day-to-day basis 
when being at one of the service academies. And finally, we'll wrap up today because news broke yesterday while we were recording the podcast that Kyler Murray is now number one on ESPN's Heisman list. How much do I love that? How much do I hate that? I will tell you in segment number three. My name is Eric G. I co-host Saturday Game Day with Randy Renner on 1340 The Game, and you can hear that on News Radio 1000 KTOK at 5 o'clock in the morning. And then at 9 o'clock in the morning, you can hear it again on 1340, and then it is around the state on the Oklahoma News Network. I've covered OU for about four and a third years. I'm sort of kind of working on year number five, and there are other things that are coming, and we will let you know about those here in the very near future. Yesterday, defensive media availability out at OU. So a lot of people, and this is really, this has been the big topic all week, is how do you prepare for a team who runs an offense that, A, not only do you not see it every week, but you don't even really see it once a year if you're Oklahoma, because nobody in the Big 12 runs the triple option and really very few teams in the FBS run the triple option you have the service academies you have Georgia Tech that ran it Um, people were talking about Tulane and their scheme and how similar it was to what Army did but the truth of the matter is is most people have athletes that are a lot better than what you get at the service academy and they run very different systems so it's kind of hard to prepare for and Doing it at the beginning of the season is one thing when you've got about three, four weeks to prep for it, and that's the first game that you're playing during the year. But when you have to play Florida Atlantic and UCLA, and then there's a conference game, Iowa State sandwiched in between that, this just sort of comes out of the blue. And even though OU did work on it in fall camp, you kind of have to put it to the side and then bring it all back out. And I think it's one thing to see it on film. It's another thing to have to deal with it when you have to go out and execute against it because it looks a heck of a lot different on film than it does on the field. And no matter what coaches are pointing out to you, where guys are going to be where, how you have to play your assignments, it's just one of those things you got to get out and do. And another thing, defensive linemen hate playing against option teams. And we talked about this yesterday on the show where it's chop blocking or cut blocking or whatever you want to call it. The whole point of the offensive line is to get you on the ground. The the other thing that you're trying to do, the, the thing that you are trying to do the most when you are running an option is create confusion. Just make sure that somebody is going to bite on something that gives you an opportunity to then make a play go for big yards. And we saw OU do that a lot in the 70s and 80s, and teams hated playing against them. And we're going to see it again on Saturday. In a sense, I'm looking forward to it. It's fun because it's a great brand of football, and you can continue to win with it. It's just not one that you're going to see broken out as much as you as much as you would see other offenses. And, and personally, I think that there are other teams, other schools. Kansas, I think that's one school that could benefit from going out and finding a coach that could run this offense. And maybe it gives you an opportunity to be better than what you were by trying to do what everybody else does. So big topic of conversation yesterday. Obviously, chop blocking, dealing with guys, having to have the scout team cut you and then get ready for that on Saturday. How annoying does it get? 
We talked with Neville Gallimore yesterday about facing an offensive line that's trying to get you on the ground all day long at practice. I love those guys because whatever situation, whatever like the coaches tell them to do, whatever looks that we need, even at, they do it and they do it 100%. They do it to the best of their abilities. Like there's no, there's no doubt about it. So for them, just as of right now, you know, they they're giving great looks. You know, there wasn't a big challenge for them. They was ready, they prepared and. You know, like I said, I just, just hope they keep on keep on giving us great looks because we need that. On a week like this, how annoyed do you get with the scout team that they're trying to get you on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I really, like I said, it, it takes a a lot to get me upset. And this is football, right? So, like, I really, I'm not, I'm not phased by it. They're just doing their job. I can't get mad at somebody for just doing what coach asked it, asking them to do. So, really, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. It does get a little frustrating, but hey, like. I'd rather get it out the way now so that I'm more prepared for it come Saturday. We also had an opportunity to talk with the other nose guard, Dylan Amatu, or at least the number two nose guard on the depth chart, who has become a tremendous leader in this OU defense. A guy who's very vocal, a guy who's very fun, and a guy who I'm nicknaming now, not going to lie to you. Because whenever we would ask him a question, that would be the first thing that he would say. I'm not going to lie to you. Boom, 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 boom. He would give you everything after that. So here's Dylan Fa'amatu not only talking about the Army offense and what OU is facing, but also how he's becoming a more vocal leader and how he and Neville Gallimore are brothers and are doing a great job of bonding during this time that they've had at the University of Oklahoma. How much is just, I mean, Neville's kind of talked about, you know, how close you guys have become. How much is just kind of building that friendship or that camaraderie with those guys over the summer has helped this defensive line this year? Oh, it's helped us out tremendously as far as uh, the camaraderie goes, especially when it comes to uh, crunch games, especially like Iowa State, where, you know, more so uh, there's points in that game where we had our backs against the wall. And just the camaraderie where our bro- we got to get together as brothers and fix whatever the problem is and go forward about that. I mean, it seems like you've kind of taken some ownership, too, a little bit. I mean, you, we see you over on the sidelines. We talk about your hair. It's going everywhere. Uh, you're, you're a vocal guy. See, like You seem like a big personality guy. Is that true? Uh, that's more so for the coaches, the, the, the <laughs> uh, standpoint, whatever they feel, though. But I just try to be a guy that um, takes a uh, load off the coach's shoulders, uh, here, there, whenever it's a uh, tight situations. But you are a guy that's vocal out on the field, though. You know, we see you on the sideline. I mean, mm-hmm. you you support your guys. Oh, most definitely, 110 percent. Yes, sir. Inside, how difficult it is to uh, prepare for Army? Um, more so, uh, this game is going to be a lot of uh, playing a lot of disciplined football, especially uh, with guys uh, for the defensive line. We just got to play assignment football, uh, make sure um, whatever it is that we do, we, uh, we play to the best of our ability and full speed. Have you played Oxford teams before? Um, I haven't played against them, but I watched it when I was originally at Arizona State. We played against Cal Poly Pomona, who also ran the Triple Ocean. How difficult has it been uh, dealing with the chop blocks this week? Um, that's just another uh, test that we took as defense linemen to uh, approach together, make sure that um, with the chop blocks that we, we uh, play assignment football. And when it comes to those chops, that you know we make sure we, uh, we play those blocks to the fullest. And that man is an extremely patient individual because not only does he have multiple tattoos all over his body, and they look like tattoos that he's had to sit in chairs for hours, but I'm going to give this 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 tidbit. He 
his hair. His very, his hair is very hard to take care of. And his mom gives him a hard time when she sees him on the field because the first thing she always asks him is, why didn't you take better care of your hair when you were on the field? It's like, hey, mom, I'm playing football. I'm not really worried about my hair right now. But to take the time that he does on his hair, which you can see at Locked On Sooners on the YouTube page, it's very long. So, you know, it's very long hair. It's very well kept and all these tattoos. It just tells me that this guy's patient. Plus, he's a transfer from Arizona State. His parents um, are originally from different parts of California. He's just a fascinating individual. And this is a... Uh, it's an interview you need to go watch. You need to learn more about this guy, Dylan Fa'amatu. If he's not already a lot of people's favorite player on this team, he's definitely working his way to being one of the favorite players on this team. A little bit of a misnomer I wanted to get into about Army real quick, and that is how much more they are throwing the ball now versus what they do in the past. And yes, there was one thing that was stressed yesterday was you have to look out for the play-action pass because they'll run the ball, they'll run the ball, and then boom, they'll kind of catch you sleeping and hit you with the play-action pass, and those will go for big yards. But how much more really are they throwing the ball? Well, it may be more than what they've done in the past, but total, they're not throwing the ball much um, at all. I think it's like 39 times total in three games. 18 in the last two games against Liberty and Hawaii and then 21 in the game against Duke. And the only reason they threw for 21 passes, or only the reason they threw 21 passes against Duke, is because Army was behind almost that entire game. They don't like to throw the ball. If they can, great. But their comfort zone is keeping it on the ground. And OU's going to have to do to Army what Duke did to Army, which is get on them early, get them behind, get them out of their comfort zone, force them to throw the ball, and don't let them execute that option. And eventually... There'll come a point in time where we'll, when Army will just go back to doing what they do best because that's what they know how to execute and that's what they want to do. But if you're up on them big, it really won't matter. So you just need to force them out of their comfort zone. And I believe that OU's defense is going to be able to accomplish that on Saturday against the Black Knights. And if I didn't say this yesterday, my big concern is not this game against Army and how OU looks either good or bad defensively against them. It's more in the ensuing weeks. Because even if OU looks bad against Army, I can always make the excuse in my head, even though I may not say it here on the podcast, I can always make the excuse in my head, well, you don't see it every year, you don't see it every week. And yes, I know Army doesn't have the athletes. And it really is no excuse. But it's how you're playing against the Big 12 teams is ultimately how you're going to be judged. If you're looking bad against the spread week in, week out again, then uh, some things are going to have to change. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. And coming up next, we will hear from Tim Kish, who is a former Army assistant about his time at West Point. So you're not going to want to miss that. Keep it right here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. And real quick, before I get to that, I do want to tell you about mybookie.com. Look, I don't pick games because I'm not very good at it. But if I did, and I know you do, and I know you like to bet, then the only place to go is mybookie.com. And the main reason you go to mybookie.com is because they pay. Unlike other gambling sites, they will actually pay out. They also have in-game live betting. They've got over and under. They've got fantasy points. And they've got the most rewarding player perks in all the business. Look, I wouldn't tell you about this site if I couldn't trust it myself. And I know people that have played on mybookie. And if you're willing to wait 
after 7 o'clock Eastern time tonight, like I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but if you're willing to wait till after 7 o'clock Eastern time tonight, they will give you an additional $25 to play on deposits over $100. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked on, and that'll activate your MyBookie account. And uh, enter that promo code, Locked on, and you can create an account and claim up to $1,000 in free play. And if you're willing to hold out after 7 o'clock tonight, it's another $25. Just enter the promo code Locked on, then add the number 25 to it. That's 25. So go to MyBookie.com, play, and get paid. It's MyBookie.com, a proud sponsor of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Locked On Thunder will be back today with another episode, and we will have that for you around 4.30 this afternoon. That's Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, and media day for the Oklahoma City Thunder coming up on the 24th, which is Monday, and then training camp starts the 25th, and Sam Presti meeting the media tomorrow, and we will have some of that for you uh, on Thursday and on Friday on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. This is Locked on Sooners. Don't forget, um, real quick, Locked on Thunder, Locked on Sooners. All the Locked on podcasts can be heard on Alexa, Google, Spotify, Apple iTunes, all over the place. It is the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the question was posed a couple of weeks ago in the press box. Who roots against? How can you root against Army? How can you root against one of the service academies? And I didn't say anything, but my first thought was, well, it's very easy, and I know people that root against the service academies. One, they root against each other. I am very privileged to have an uncle who was the head Marine in Annapolis and a cousin who graduated from Annapolis who went into the Marines after she accepted her commission. And they can't stand Army. I mean, their their whole life is go Navy, beat Army. I mean, they they and I guarantee my uncle is going to be at the game on Saturday, rooting. And he graduated from OU, but he's going to be at the game on Saturday, rooting for OU. And he wants nothing more than to watch Army lose every single game that they play. Army obviously doesn't like Navy, and neither one of them like Air Force. And Air Force doesn't like either one of them. That that Commander-in-Chief trophy is a pretty big deal. Actually, it's a pretty damn big deal, if you want to put it in perspective. In fact, I will tell you that in my time covering the Mountain West, as much as Air Force was in contention and had opportunities to win the Mountain West Conference Championship, that Commander-in-Chief trophy was actually coveted more by them. 
They wanted that more than they wanted the Mountain West champ more than they wanted the Mountain West Championship trophy. And there was this feeling amongst Army and Navy because at that time Air Force was the most successful of all the service academies. And I think that that may still ring true in, in, in a lot of ways. But there was this overall feeling that Air Force was skirting the rules, meaning height, weight, academic requirements, to get better football players than, than Army and Navy, and that Air Force was willing to take kids that Army and Navy weren't willing to take because Army and Navy were always going to take that cut above because as much as they wanted to win at football, it wasn't really about football. It was about service to your country and academics and honor code and, and, and everything else. So there's that element. I know New Mexico fans did not like Air Force at all. And I'm not even totally sure how much respect they had for the Air Force Academy. And I know New Mexico players for sure did not like a thing about Air Force. A, they hated hated playing them because of the chop blocks. But B, you ask any player there, and I again, I've talked to several coaches that coach New Mexico. Air Force was the most trash-talking team of all all the schools that they would run into. And Air Force always liked to point out to New Mexico that they were trained killers. And it was always this attitude of, what have you done? Well, you guys haven't done anything. I'm a trained killer. I'm going to go serve our country. What are you going to do after this? Though there were some, there was some arrogance that at least permeated from Air Force towards the New Mexico program. And I know that hanging in the mess hall at Air Force one time was a, a sign that said, Lobo equals Spanish for loser. Not that I wanted to go on about the former place that I covered, but just to gain perspective to tell you that there are people that do root against the service academy. But still, there's also, for the most part, a tremendous amount of respect for the young men and women that go to these academies, that go on to ultimately serve our country. And a lot of times end up serving in some very high-ranking roles. And it is a life that is certainly not cut out for everyone, not just football players, But really, the average college student, you've got to be very committed, very disciplined, and discipline just has to ring in your life at a level that most people, when you're 18, 19 years old, you just don't have. God knows I didn't have it. I would never have, I would not have survived more than three, I give myself maybe three days at that age to have survived the academy And a lot of it had to do with academic requirements because, quite frankly, I didn't want to study that hard. But that being said, I certainly, because I had a cousin graduate from Annapolis, and as I said, I had an uncle that served at Annapolis as part of his duties to the Marines, have a tremendous amount of respect for him. And so does Tim Kish, who is inside linebackers coach at OU, because he coached at Army. So here is Tim Kish talking about his experience at Army and what separates those kids from really everybody else that you're going to meet that goes to college. Yeah, really a great experience. That's a, a place very unique in its own right. Uh, and you've, you've gotten a, a unique situation because uh, you're working with young men that uh, uh, aren't necessarily uh, on athletic scholarship. They're on academic scholarship, but they're playing the game of football because they love the game. And uh, it's just part of the military experience. For them, all the players talk about you getting up today, uh, this week, and talking to them about that experience. What were you trying to get across to them? Uh, you know, I think it's important when anytime you to be a student of the game and, and knowing your opponent and understanding the key elements uh, uh, that you're dealing with. And it's it's a it's going to be a, a different experience for them. 
uh, when we when we uh, play Army on Saturday. So I just wanted them to have a better understanding of what a cadet is and and what uh, a daily life, uh, a day in the life of a, a cadet would be. And uh, just to expose them a little bit more to the, me- the mentality that uh, they're going to be facing on Saturday. Can, can you give us an idea what a day, what a day to- yeah, yeah, for the most part, uh, it's up at uh, 6 o'clock uh, for uh, roll call, and, and they're, in their, uh, they're down on the plains, which is uh, grass fields, and uh, uh, in their companies, and uh, uh, starting the day that way. Then uh, essentially they go to uh, breakfast at 7 o'clock. Got to be in class by 7.30. Uh, have classes all the way up to about 11:30. We meet. We used to meet with our players. I don't know if they still do this, but we used to meet with our players at lunchtime, uh, the hour they had off at lunch. Uh, that was our position meeting time, and then they went back to class from about 12:30 to three. Uh, practice started at three. Uh, then they lifted after practice because that's the only time they could lift. And then uh, they'd uh, go back to dinner and uh, be in the rooms about seven o'clock and. Lights out at 11, so it was a full day. You mentioned, um, you know, the, the types of kids that are there. I mean, we've run across kids, you know, on the recruiting trail that are looking at military academies, and they're just always different. I mean, is it kind of a coach's dream in a way because those kids are usually really earnest? They, you know, they, they love football and they, they have a kind of a deep value system. Yeah, and one of the, well, one of the things I told our, our players is that you, you got to understand when you go through the regiment of the day that they go through. Uh, for them to come to football practice, that was their release. You know, that was that was their release. That was their time to have fun and and enjoy the camaraderie of uh, being a part of a team. And like I said, they play they play the game of football uh, because they love the game of football. So, uh, it's to make it easy different. to coach those guys, uh, you know, you have their full attention, and they're and they're a different breed of, uh, of athlete. You know. Uh, uh, we really had some uh, really great athletes when I was there. I can tell you that. We had a handful of guys that uh, uh, could have played for us here at Oklahoma. There's no doubt about it. But overall, you're looking at a bunch of guys that have a, over a 3.7 GPA. Uh, they're 1,300 or plus on their SATs. Um, they got a recommendation from a congressman or a senator to get into the school. And, uh, you know, you're looking at a little bit different uh, type of mentality there. So not a whole lot of knuckleheads. Uh, <laughs> I can't say there weren't any, but uh, uh, you were you were in good shape with that for the most part. In so. the case when, when that did happen and there needed to be disciplinary action, what is the difference between doing it here in Oklahoma and then doing it someplace like West Point? Uh, disciplinary action was taken care of quickly. There was there, nothing mediating. It, it didn't it didn't linger. I can tell you that, and it usually was taken care of by the team. So you, you look at a guys, you're looking at. A hundred guys on that team that are all uh, built to be leaders, you know. So they take they take the bull by the horns and they take care of the business first. And if if it had to go to a higher up, uh, it was usually somebody was gone. I would encourage you to go to that entire interview at LockedOnSooners.com. Unfortunately, we don't have time to play it for you here on the podcast, but it's actually it's not at LockedOnSooners.com. The, the website is YouTube, and then just look for the Locked On Sooners. Um, channel and then you can get it there and uh, we use Locked On Suitors to get our audio for 1340 the game that's that's really what that site is there for we use it so we can get our audio for 1340 the game and it gives us better quality audio than we would normally get but um, I just I threw that in there I don't know why you needed to know that but you but now that you know that you you have that information some behind the scenes stuff at what goes on 
at iHeartMedia. I'm Eric G. It is the Locked On Sooners podcast. And real quick, I want to tell you about the good folks at FanDuel. Um, they've got some great games for you, especially if you're not a fantasy player. You can do the gridiron pick'em, where you can choose the winning teams for all the games on Sunday. No spreads. So if you, you don't have to worry about the spreads. And uh, $10,000 will be split amongst all the top pickers every week. And unlike a survivor pool, um, you don't have to be a long-term user. So you can feel free to jump in at any time. And I think you can probably pick the same teams every single week if you wanted to. So if you want, for whatever reason, you wanted to ride the Pittsburgh Steelers now who are going through a lot of drama, you could do that. At FanDuel, there's also the Guru, the Guru, which is a tool which if you're like me and you're not a good fantasy player, you can use this and it will help you set your fantasy lineups every week. You can do beat the score. It's just so many great ways to do it. And you can get fans involved and you can win money, but it's FanDuel.com and they're a proud supporter of the Locked On Podcast Network. So make sure you get with them. That's FanDuel.com. For all your fantasy action, that's FanDuel.com. Coming up next, am I in love with the idea of Kyler Murray being the top pick for the Heisman right now? Not exactly, and I'll tell you why next. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. This is Locked On Sooners, your team every day. Locked On Thunder coming out later today at about 4.30 this afternoon. So looking forward to that. Another episode to talk about all sorts of things going on in the NBA. But I'm so glad we are getting a little bit closer to the season. And we finally get to hear from Sam Presti. And Thursday and Friday, you will hear from Sam Presti on the Locked On Thunder podcast. In fact, I would think that both of those shows will probably be dedicated Sam Presti's press conference because it's going to be the first time we get to speak to him since the draft, and uh, I would imagine he's got a lot to say about a lot of things, so um, yeah, big, big, big stuff coming up from the Lockdown Thunder podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network on Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa, and Apple iTunes, and please subscribe to Lockdown Thunder as well as Lockdown Sooners. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. And um, Kyler Murray, news broke yesterday while we were recording the podcast. I don't know if you heard it, but my my ESPN alert went off while I was recording. And it was to tell me that Kyler Murray was tops in the Heisman voting, which I had actually looked at my phone. I would have mentioned then. But I get to mention it today. I guess it's no crime because it's a podcast and it's not a radio show. Um, I'm not in love with this. The reason I'm not in love with this is because the Heisman is such a beauty pageant. And what ends up happening a lot of times with the Heisman, actually most of the time with the Heisman, is that momentum will shift and go based on people's performance. And sometimes 
You don't even do anything any different than what you did the week before. You keep producing at a high level, but maybe you're just not as spectacular as somebody else around the country. The other thing that inevitably happens with the Heisman, as a team starts to perform and they have a dynamic player, those two things usually end up coming to a head and ultimately it leads to best player on the best team, what the Heisman is. There's always that argument. And I used to have this argument with Anthony all the time is he wanted to make the Heisman have a a certain set of rules. Like you had to achieve certain amount of goals in order to be considered for the Heisman Trophy. Well, that's not the way that the Heisman Trophy works. The way the Heisman Trophy works is that you've got all these different people voting on it, past Heisman winners. You've got writers. You've got broadcasters. And it's subjective. And that's what the Heisman wants it to be. They want it to be a subjective vote. They give you a list of requirements, but generally it's about its performance on the field, its character, its performance off the field. And because of that, there's a lot of people that don't think... I remember I voted the year that Cam Newton won. I was voting on the Heisman then, and there was a lot of people that didn't want Cam Newton to win because they felt like he did not you know, exemplify what the Heisman characteristics were. Personally to me, I didn't care. Um, there was a lot I had. I had some very eerie feelings about the NCAA then, as I do now, um, and about how they take advantage of players. I also, at, at that time, the Cam Newton thing was still up in the air, and my attitude was, give him the Heisman. If you find out later that he's not the guy that... Give him the Heisman, and if you find out later he committed NCAA violations, you can go ahead and take it away from him. And I can't remember if at that time Reggie Bush had already had his Heisman stripped or not. It, it all gets kind of fuzzy. I do remember voting for Sam Bradford, but ultimately, when Kyler Murray's in the lead now, he constantly needs to build that momentum every week if he's going to win the Heisman. And I personally, I, I think he can do it. I think every week Kyler Murray can just have, you know, a pretty bang up game and should be able to remain in on the tops of everybody's list. But it's just having that one bad game and having or and by bad, maybe you just don't have maybe your completion percentage isn't good one particular game. Things are just slightly off, or you don't run for as many yards, but your completion percentage is good, but you're not as balanced as maybe the voters want you to be, it can be very finicky. And, and Paul Feinbaum said it best. And I know this irritates a lot of people, and there's a lot of people who say, well, I don't do this, blah, blah, blah. Well, the fact of the matter is, is when you are covering a team, you get if you do a great job of covering the team, you get hyper-focused on covering the team. And then the world outside, you, you sort of forget about, and then you're kind of forced into a situation where you've got to catch up on it every week because of how many hours you're spending a week covering the team that that is most important to you and your readership or you and your listenership. And then it's like, oh yeah, well, I've got this Heisman vote and you can sit down and you can take hours and you can scour through all the stats. And a lot of guys do that. But for the most part, I will tell you that they watch ESPN. They know who's hot and who's ever hot towards those last couple of weeks of the season, or now, even in the championship game, which I hate. I hate because I look at it as an overall body of work. I don't think the championship game should be the ultimate judge. It's your entire body of work the entire year. That's what makes you a Heisman winner. But that's what happens. Everybody knows who's hot. You're getting into the last couple of weeks of the season. Well, everybody says this guy should win the Heisman, so I'll go ahead and vote for him. And then there are those... 
local writers that just want to make sure that they make a point to vote for either somebody they cover or somebody in the conference they cover. And I've seen that happen time and time again. People who were not deserving of having a mention in the Heisman just get voted in the Heisman because, hey, I covered him. I know him. And he's, you know, he's rushed for over a thousand yards. I mean, maybe it was against crappy defenses, but I think people need to know his name. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a vote. So does the Heisman process need to be fixed? Really not in my opinion, but I think we need to understand exactly what it is and, and what exactly the war, the award is people are winning. All that being said, in my opinion, and I know this is going to sound very hypocritical, to me it doesn't diminish the reward. And I'll tell you, quite frankly, on Monday I was looking at where Baker Mayfield's statue is going to be and I was looking for where Kyler Murray's statue is going to be as well. Because, um, yeah, oh, you're going to have back-to-back Heismans. I'll just say it now. And then if I'm wrong, I'll deny that I ever said it because, well, that's what you do. You're never wrong. It's always the player's fault. Not wrong. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up uh, on tomorrow's show, talk a little bit about Army's defense. We talk about the offense so much. Well, what about the defense? What is OU facing defensively out of Army? We'll talk about that. And um, also, we'll let you hear some more defensive audio. Some great stuff yesterday from Trey Norwood and holding people accountable. How did OU feel about that game against Iowa State, having to rebound against Army? We'll touch on it all right here on Locked On Sooners. And until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And then peace, love, and boomer soon. You are Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Tienes mucho en tus manos. Pero con solo mover un dedo puedes dar marcha atrás con Pro Trailer Backup Assist disponible. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Ya sea que estés trabajando al máximo o divirtiéndote al máximo. Esta camioneta te respalda porque está hecha para ser una parte indispensable de tu equipo. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.